this was an incredibly close call and girls in question are very fortunate. One in particular is very fortunate to be alive today. Um, I'm told that it was seconds, uh, two seconds away from not being here. And it was due, um, as has been the case, um, Catherine, two local people, one man who was out for a walk, spotted them in danger, uh, heard the heard the calls, and he raised the alarm. And again, it was a local surf school um, instructor who was on his way back in from a class, ran, got a paddleboard from the um, surf rescue locker that's um, beside the cannon, and got into the water with one of his colleagues, another surf instructor, and they pulled the girls out. So again, if it wasn't for the local people, um, and particularly the surf schools there, we would absolutely have a tragedy on our hands today. I understand that um, these girls weren't from the local area. No, I understand they're from Langford. Um, and, you know, they were teenage girls. They were out for a day by the sea. Um, you know, the, a very normal scene, Catherine. I'm sure you and I have both been there. You hit the you hit the beach and you just want to get into the water. And despite the fact that they literally walked by the six foot, foot by four foot sign, the electronic sign, as well as the other signs, they did not, they were not aware of the dangers, and they got into the water. So this brings me back to my point, which is signage is not working. Mm. Uh, we need more than signage. We we need lifeguards on duty. Well, just just to touch on the signage before we delve into the the lifeguard debate, um, the the light up signage that's currently in place is seemingly not actually fully lit up. There's words missing on it, and it doesn't have the full effect that it should have. Councillor McGuire, that's that's what we're hearing on the ground, and we're also hearing that the signage in place there just simply isn't enough signage. And when you compare it to the COVID signs that are actually still up in the Strand Hill area, they actually completely outnumber, um, you know, the keep left signs that were that are totally outdated there now uh, in this present moment in time uh, compared to the signs for no swimming. Like surely that's, you know, a bit mad, isn't it? Well, I can't comment on the COVID signs, Catherine, but there is a there is a phenomenon called uh, signage blind, blindness where people, I actually have had this experience myself at another beach that I wasn't familiar with uh, in County Sligo. Uh, we went, started the good weather. Um, the sun was, was shining mm. in our eyes and it was not until I walked back out the entrance that we'd come that I noticed the sign. And I thought, wow, there's a perfect example. People for what many reasons, often do not see signs, Catherine. Um, we have the, the normal signs that everyone uh, accepts, the red circle with the person in the water with the cross through it. That is the internationally recognised no-swimming sign. They are up. Um, but how many of them are up? I, like, I understand there's there's only, like, a couple of them up, and they're, they're not that, you know, there's, some of them are faded. They're not that striking. They're, they're, they're small. They're not big enough. Like, that's the kind of you know, feeling on the ground. No, Catherine, I disagree. Those are the internationally recognised signs. It's like saying, I didn't see the stop sign. Mm. The stop sign is the stop sign. Everybody knows what a stop sign is. It's the same for that swimming sign. 
what the council did because I raised this issue and that was what we thought was, was the answer um, a couple of years ago. What we needed was more signage and we got the electronic signage. Yeah. And the electronic signage, as they say, is eight foot by four foot. And there are two of them, one at the entrance to the village and one down at the seafront. You know, and most people would say you cannot miss it. And the idea behind those was that it's electronic, it's flashing, it's something that will attract the attention um, rather than a stagnant standalone sign. And that is a great great idea in theory, but there's pictures taken of those signs last night and there's letters, like a lot of letters missing from the, the... the warning, like no, you know, it says no swimming, or I think it's me- meant to say no swimming, but you can't make it out because there's a lot of letters actually missing from it. And as well, you know, if it's a really sunny day, that flashing, you know, element probably wouldn't really work as well, would it? But that goes for all signage, Catherine. That's what I'm mm. saying to you in relation to, to my direct experience. Yeah, and um, that was a, a different type of sign. It was. Um, large white sign with a red um, a red trim on it and you know just with the weather conditions with people's excitement um, with heading to the beach I uh, do not believe the signage works mm. and I think that is not the answer well obviously and it's the, not yeah. you also then you know exactly obviously it's not it's not working we are having these instances week on week um, so we need to look at a different solution and you believe putting lifeguards there, despite it being a no-swimming zone, is, is the answer here? Well, the idea, Catherine, just to explore that a little further, mm. it's not that Strand Hill would become a swimming beach. It's no. Not, it can't be. We know that. Yeah. But if you have um, lifeguards on duty with the red flag flying constantly, that is um, a further reminder that this is a no-swimming beach, but also that you're going to have professionally trained people will be there to stop people getting in the water and take them out when they don't heed the warnings. Because currently what we have are people in the water and as we saw with yesterday, we are relying on local people. Now we are blessed in Strandhill because we have so many surf schools and surf instructors and people who are able uh, to do that. But it's not their job, Catherine. No. And it's, you know, it's, it's interrupting with their work. It's incredibly stressful. Um, for them, you know, it's not fair to put the onus on on the charity of of the local people. You know, it's not as if we don't know that this is a dangerous beach. We know that. We have proof of it. Unfortunately, there are three families in Sligo who, who have experienced it directly. And Catherine, there are three families in Longford who were inches away from, from experiencing that tragedy yesterday. So, we cannot rely on local people to stand in and fill this gap. It's too important. Can I just say as well, I heard uh, last night that the community effort even following that rescue yesterday was second to none. Like the different businesses even rallied, rallied round uh, following following that rescue. Yeah, uh, as is always the case, mm-hmm. I have to say, in Strandfield, there's a remarkable community spirit. And yes, absolutely, we had... Um, several surf schools involved. We had the rescue services. We're fortunate to have the Coast Guard. We had the ambulance. We had um, a local business, as you say, who brought the girls into uh, their premises, Boya, to 
you know, give them an opportunity to recuperate. I've actually driven down to the sign, Catherine. Uh, I'm at one of them now. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. There's no no lights missing. I'll go on to the next one just to double check it. Um, but yes, the the, um, the the community as on the last occasion, and it was a coincidence last night. I happened uh, to be uh, speaking to one of the individuals who recalled in minute detail. Um, the last time that a tragedy happened on this beach and he was involved in rescuing um, and recovering, unfortunately, those who, who didn't survive that tragedy. Um, so it's, we can't, you know, and that was over 20 years ago, Catherine, and it's still as vivid for him um, as it is, as you know, as it would as if it was yesterday. And I just do not believe that that is fair to put that onus on local people who are, doing it out of the goodness of their cards. But when it is such a, a frequent incident, it's just, you cannot. It, you know, once off, that's wonderful. We can rely on uh, serendipity, the right people being in the right place. We can't rely on serendipity. We can't rely on charity. We have to get something professional in place. And down at the second sign now, Catherine, and it's perfect. There is no nothing missing. But definitely in the light, it is hard to make out um, to make out the electronic signage. Um, in terms of, of this idea of putting lifeguards on the beach, on a no-swimming beach, has it worked elsewhere, have you heard? Uh, and would and then then my next question would be then, like if, if people were in the water, like what kind of powers would those lifeguards have to pull them out or tell them what to do? Like, do you know, like could they go into the water regardless with, with what, regardless of what the lifeguards would say to them? Um, well, I mean, that's the same as it. Like, you know, no, no lifeguard has the power of arrest. Catherine, yeah, sure. Yeah. No, yeah. no, you know, no, no lifeguard in, in the world, as I understand, has that power. No. Um, but they would, you see, the difficulty for us is that we have had beach wardens on duty. Um, but beach wardens' role is literally to patrol the beach and ask people not to enter the water, which, as we've discussed on, on this programme, um, before ha- meets with varying degrees of receptiveness, right? To put it politely, um, so we need somebody who can actually act. The beach wardens are not allowed in the water. They're not that. That's not their role. They're not trained. So that's why we need the lifeguards who would both do the role of warning people against the dangers, but also acting accordingly if they do get into trouble. Now, as I understand it, Catherine. This was a matter which was discussed uh, at the council, but some time ago, after the last tragedy, and at that point, um, there was an insurance issue uh, with regard to putting lifeguards on the beach. Now, I believe that it's time we revisited this question. I think we need to re-examine it. If that requires us getting additional legal advice, so be it. Um, Because... Things have advanced dramatically in rescuing in those 20 years. The nature of the beach in Strand Hill, it doesn't make it easy for swimmers to go into the water. It doesn't make it easy for um, a small rescue craft to enter the water. Um, In fact, the best device to get to people is a surfboard. And it's a great surfing beach. Um, And that's what was used last night. It was a paddleboard. So... I believe that once um, once anybody who enters the water has a paddleboard or a surfboard with them, 
they are safe. And on that basis, we could then employ um, lifeguards once they used those devices getting into the water. That would be uh, an absolute requirement that they couldn't get into the water unless they had um, a paddleboard with them. Internationally now, Catherine, uh, lifeguards always have an inflatable device with them. It's usually a small boy that's attached to, you know, by a cord um, to their to their swimsuit or to a belt around their, their waist. So that is international practice now in any event, which wasn't the case 20 years ago. So I do believe that we need to go back and look at this issue again and not just accept the answer. We can't put the lifeguards on that beach. We need to examine it in detail and find out why we can't and whether or not there is a way to do it safely for everybody. I'd imagine that it would be something that will dominate the next sitting of Sligo County Council in that, in that case. Well, it's something I certainly have put in a motion on, Catherine. Um, a listener says um, they're on holiday in the area and was in Strand Hill a number of times um, this week. He says the signage is just not good enough. He's actually a lifeguard in England. And there's a major difference, he says, in the warning signs and no swim beaches and what is at Strand Hill. Well, I, I can't talk for the UK, mm. um, Catherine. I'm not familiar with what their signage is. I can tell you the signage that we have is the standard Irish signage and we have the additional electronic signs, two of them. 